Today's Wednesday episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you, as it usually is, by Tandem Payments. If your small business accepts debit or credit cards, you're probably paying too much in processing fees. Give a friend of the program, Evan Orvath, a call with Tandem Payments, and he will give you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Brad Keselowski is going to be shown the Black Flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pull hair, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years, so. Uh... Occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we had some out we beat him so it's all good what's up boys and girls welcome to episode 67.5 i guess of the black flag podcast uh i am brad sauce here across from me eventually once he gets down here will be charlie sanborn uh yeah so episode 67 didn't happen basically uh what happened was andy austin dan collins charlie and i all sat down and uh laptop was a about 70%, um, which it usually is, you know, 40, 50% um, charged. And I was like, oh, that's going to be perfect. You know, we usually go an hour, hour and a half, two hours, something like that. Well, uh, you know, we all like to talk. There was a lot of stories shared and ended up uh, running about three hours, maybe a little longer, maybe a little shorter, something like that. And um, yeah, so the uh my laptop was about to die so i was like all right we got to cut this we, we got to shut this off um we ended the show and i saved it like i normally do to garage band uh, i'm a little paranoid about the shows getting lost um kind of stresses me the fuck out from the minute that we stop recording to the minute that it's uploaded and i see it pop up on my phone uh the stress and anxiety level is uh pegged right through the roof so i sh- i save it to garage band save it to um, my desktop save it to the iCloud and then uh, generally I share it as an mp3 well uh, the show was so long that I needed to start deleting things off my laptop it said that I needed about 2.8 gigabytes of uh, storage for the episode just to upload to iTunes which uh, is the first step before we get it up on the podcast hosting site and um, so it said I it said I only had a 1.7 uh, gigabytes of space available so I was like all right so I went deleted all the other shows that I had on, on my uh, laptop said that uh, I had 2.5 gigabytes of space available so I needed 0.2 gigabytes of space so I went and I deleted plenty to to get that space moved it all to my trash emptied it all went back somehow I had dropped down to only having 1.2 so I was a little fucking confused as to what was going on um, Closed my laptop, I was like, all right, I'll deal with it later. Went to co- reopen my laptop, pulled open the file that I had already saved three or four times, and there was no audio to go with the files. Uh, I posted the picture on the Facebook page, as I'm sure everyone that uh, follows this show religiously has seen. And uh, yeah, it's just an audio track that doesn't have the audio to go with it, which doesn't make much sense to me. I've never seen it. I went on YouTube um, from about midnight to three in the morning i was looking on youtube reading forums trying all these new things deleting GarageBand, re restarting garage band um re-downloading it i mean and um downloading it as an mp3 bringing it back into garage band going into the pack uh the con the like deep into the contents of the actual audio file nothing was there so no idea what happened there i feel terrible that um we wasted andy austin's time luckily he's a wicked nice feller so uh he has agreed to come on again at some point 
uh, we're obviously going to be working around his schedule um, because uh, he, he does radio things. So has a weird schedule like me. Um, but yeah, so basically episode 67 uh, is dead. So this is episode 67.5. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm going to be making a $67 donation to the main vintage race car association <laughs> in uh, memory of episode 67, just to help uh, a little bit with Andy's time. Uh, also I'm going to be getting a, uh, a goodie bag together for them to, uh, auction off at the next car show whenever people are allowed to uh, congregate together. Um, so hopefully he'll, he'll, uh, get a little benefit from coming and hanging out with us for six hours, uh, or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, unfortunately we didn't have a show, but it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Um, so yeah, uh, Bristol happened this weekend. That was uh, that was exciting. Uh, it's Wednesday now, so like we we kind of have to go back in time. Everyone has already seen what happened, right. obviously. Uh, but the racing was good. The racing was way better than last year. They brought the new package that uh, they're that are going to be running at all the short tracks this year. So that's a good sign. Uh, it was kind of like old Bristol. You kind of had to. Kyle likes to spotter people out of the way. Well, with the current times, I was going to say just move someone out of the way, but right. you, you get it. Right, right. I didn't say um, it. No, no. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot of lot of bumping and banging, a lot of wrecks, um, pretty close racing. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Sunday's race as well as, as the Xfinity Series keeps shoving it up my hoop because three or four weeks ago you're what yep uh <laughs> i said the xfinity series was my least favorite series it's the most boring there's not much competition which in the last four or five races have been spectacular so going off of that um just jumping into monday night real quick we apparently reverse jinx people all the time. A lot. Yes. So last year, if you remember, if you've listened to the show for a while, we called Ryan Blaney the most overrated driver in the Cup Series, which, well... At the time, he could was. still be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, at the time, probably was, goes out, wins Talladega the next week. So last Wednesday's show, me, currently in a Noah Gregson t-shirt said Noah Gregson is the most overrated driver in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. So what does he go out and do? He, he wins, wins Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, so, in spectacular fashion, too, oh, by the way. It, right. All sorts of... I feel like a lot of the things Noah does, whether it's uh, something he does or says or tries to grab Miss Snowball's titties or whatever she, he's trying to do, it's always controversial. There's right. always something to say about Noah Gregson, positive or negative. He he always has a narrative behind him, good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if that's on purpose. I don't know if he genuinely is just that awkward and strange and weird, which I also get. But there's always something to say about him. Are you calling people with mullets weird? No, I mean, well, okay. oh well, just the ones I know. Okay. Um. Well, so. Yeah, uh, going off of that point, Noah seems like someone, I don't know if he is a partier or a drinker, but he seems like someone that I would for sure want to hang out with. Um, I've been waiting for someone. Like, I know that people burn down with no fans in the crowd. They, they do, you know, what they normally do, and it's a little awkward. They get out, and they just go straight to the camera, and then they go to victory lane. Well, Noah was the first driver with no fans in the crowd to really get out and embrace <laughs> 
If anyone was into no it, though, fans. it was him. Right. It right. was him, That's, for sure. Yeah. And that is why I like Noah Gregson. So he gets out and fucking jumps on the roof of the car. You know, he's fist pumping to the crowd that's not there. <laughs> he climbs the fence and salutes the crowd that's not there. Uh, for about 20 seconds, he's just on camera with no mask on, and the NASCAR official's yelling at him, and he's playing with his mullet. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I like Noah Gregson. Like, so Evan Warmath posted something on Twitter this week saying that him and Noah Gregson are kind of like a roller coaster tycoon. Like, so last year, didn't really like him. After Daytona, loved him. Because, like, I like to see people burn it down and celebrate like they're never, ever going to do it again. And as a Noah Gregson fan, he might never, ever do it again. Oh, we've had this conversation multiple times right, in, right. in public, and now some people don't even like us because of the conversation yeah. that we had. But, like, even if I am Noah Gregson, he's, what, not 20? 19? Something like that. Something 20, like 21? That. Yep. And he's winning Xfinity races. Right. I it, Whether there's uh, 50,000 people there or literally zero, I'm at least doing a burnout for the guys that helped me get there for the crew and all this stuff. And I'm going to make a jackass of myself just like he does on TV. Right. That's what you're supposed to do. The reason that he does that, though, you and I, we're sitting here talking about it. People listening to us, they're going to talk about it now, too. People have already probably talked about it since Sunday. So, again, that goes back into Noah Gregson. I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but I think he's a pretty brilliant marketing schemer uh, right. good or bad but right. uh, there's always something to say about him the one thing that i i really took away from the noah gregs and justin augar situation is that obviously they're teammates yes should noah have have really wrecked him no probably not um but if you watch the replay like over and over and over again justin augar slides up into the fence it looks like he locks it down along the fence and then i don't know if he just didn't want to get smoked from behind but it looked like he fucking gassed it up to spin out there was only a handful of cars maybe 12 or 13 on the lead lap well it was it was a green white checkered right no that was before there was like six laps to go or something like that okay yeah so, so i was under the impression when i saw it i was like oh no no erect him justin just lost it well if you watch the replay over and over again like obviously i have no idea what actually happened but it looked like justin just fucking drove it off the wall like like obviously he's trying to not lose any spots but the thing whipped around real quick i don't think he meant uh, obviously he didn't mean to fucking back it into the fence down below but i think that he was under the impression he was going to be able to continue if he drew a caution um maybe throw some tires on it 12 cars 13 cars on the lead lap fucking drive by a handful of them salvage somewhat of a finish because he was going to drop like a rock if he just like held it along the wall like that and everyone just freight trained him on the bottom anyways well j just speaking from experience i like if you're if you're in that front row position whether it be the the, the leader or the outside pole sitter you're trying to get the jump on the guy next to you obviously that's a very duh statement but it looked like Noah almost fell asleep on that start and Justin Allgaier was gone. If he had just hammered down and blasted out like six qualifying laps, he would have won the race no problem. Not even just six qualifying laps. If he just didn't miss the bottom that one single time, he had led but, so many laps. But what happened was he gets that huge jump and he gets four or five lengths ahead of Noah. And then literally the next corner, he backed the corner up so much to make sure that he didn't fuck up that Noah was there. And then I think he was just mirror driving, blows the next corner. Noah gets the bottom, gets excited, overdrives the piss out of it, wrecks his teammate, and then Noah goes on. But if Justin Allgaier just isn't trying to, like, you know, mind the gap or look up in the mirror or anything like that, I think Justin just walks away with it. Yeah. Again, I wasn't in right. the seat. I can't speak for that. But if he, I think if he had just hammered down for the five or six laps, he would have gone. One thing that I liked hearing about, uh, obviously, Dale Jr. download, he owns those two cars. Uh, I liked, he brought up, when you in that situation when you see one of your cars wreck one of your other cars immediately you're like 
fuck like why would you fucking do that you idiot he didn't swear he's not as right. colorful he can't because he gets paid to do this and stuff and he's on national television but it's basically what he said and then he was like that's the first reaction that you have and then immediately you go to well noah's leading noah you better win this fucking race like right. you ha- like you have to win it especially after you just wrecked if, your teammate because if you wreck your teammate and then you finish third oh you're gonna get chewed out <laughs> wicked like you're like and credit to justin augar so like my thing Noah is very young. Noah is racing for his career. Justin Allgaier is a bit of a has-been. Justin Allgaier is going to... Never was. End up, well, right. But he's had his opportunity. He's going to end up being the Elliot Sadler. He's going to stay more than likely... Matt in Crafton Xfinity of the series. Xfinity Series. Right. Noah is still trying to climb the ranks. So right. this ween... This ween... Jesus. <laughs> this... Going to combine two words there. This win means ah. there we go there's where the ween comes in I like ween better <laughs> it was going to be ween but if you just go to ween it's funnier um it means more to noah because noah's growing his career that's noah's second win that's noah's first win that wasn't after so he won daytona obviously but people are still going to fault him because even though he dominated that daytona race led a lot of laps was more than likely going to win the race. They still threw the yellow, like going into three and four, and people are going to be like, "Oh, he didn't actually win because yellow came out." It's like he had like a seven car length lead, and there was no run formulated behind the him. The thing so, with Daytona and Talladega, though, in general, is that they it's a very they're gonna uh, somebody's always going to try and take something away from it. Oh, it's a plate track. Well, you 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 walked into it, or you you. I don't know. It's always some something like that where it's, they, they always try to take something away from it for right. some, whatever reason. So no matter if it's Dale Jr. or anybody, oh, it's a play track. Yeah, anybody could have won. Is formulated a word or did I speak out of my ass? It I, was good, whatever it was. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um. Yeah. So what was I going to say? I couldn't tell you. No, I was tracking your uh, notes there, pal. No, no, my notes. My, I was just. I had a whole paragraph on the, the whole second time that we that. Uh, we, we told, told someone or said they were overrated, um, and they went on to win the next week. So, uh, yeah. So we have some comments from that that post that I posted on <laughs> on uh, the Black Flag podcast. Andy said it was his turn. I think. Right. 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 So uh, we just need to get these through real quick. Uh, Charlie Sanborn is the most overrated driver in the sports series. Congrats on your win. Thank you. Um, Stuart Friesen's the most overrated driver in the Cup Series from Cam T. Robinson. Um, uh, so he's going to win. In the Cup Series? Beep. Stuart Friesen's <laughs> the most overrated driver in the Truck Series. Ah, that makes sense. Cam T. Robinson submission. So he's going to win uh, Atlanta this week. Uh, Andy Sice is the most overrated driver in ARCA or Xfinity, whatever he ends up running. And or both. Next? Yes, both. So, so he's con- going to win this week. Congrats on your wins. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna disregard Brant Young's because I don't like Kevin Harvick. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I have him in both my pools. Kevin Harvick's the most overrated driver in the Cup Series. Congrats on winning money. Yep. Uh, Scott Dinnan is the most overrated legend car driver. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, congrats, Scott, on winning your legend car I'm race. Used this to weekend. seeing his his photo be his actual car. Uh, um, usually, it's the one that's wrecked, I believe, right? Could be, yeah. His profile picture, I believe, is him and his wrecked legend card. No, it's just a just a photo op, just a face, oh, just a oh, face that's picture. New. He changed it. Um, Brad Babb is the most overrated driver in 350 Super Modified Racing. So, congrats on your win. Um, Ray Bell wants to see JJ take the 48 on one final victory lap. So, uh, Jimmy Johnson is the most overrated driver in the Cup Series, <sighs> which is a real that's false. hard thing to stomach. Um, <laughs> 
I don't know. He, he's going to win Martinsville because uh, Kevin Harvick's going to win this weekend. I said it. He's going to win one regular season race, one chase race. I hope so. That's what's going to happen. Uh, Watch him be upside down this weekend. Derek Roby says short track racing happening in New England is overrated. So Congrats we're going to be on back. everybody racing this weekend. We're back. Yep. Um, Dakota DeCourcy, whoever drives the O2 for our motorsports next. How is, many DeCourcy's are there? All of them. There's like 700 on Facebook yes. that added me all at once. I'm like, are you, is this like a wreath situation? Is it a tree situation? Yep. What's going on here? Yeah. So whoever drives the O2, uh, our motorsports car at Atlanta this week, I don't know if it's, I assume it's not Patrick Emerling, but if it is, congrats. Um, Brett Moffitt, congrats. Andy Sice, congrats. Um, Natalie Decker is the most overrated driver in the truck series from Tyler Cox. So that's correct. Um, congrats on backing into the fence 15 laps into the Atlanta race this week, Natalie. Um, and Tom Mackey, do we know Tom? He posted the uh, emoji of holding the hand up so i assume he's the most overrated driver in whatever he races congrats on your win tom mackey but i don't know what he races so congrats well this is a screenshot oh so yeah if you want to go and i got this investigate that real quick hang on um so we we kind of passed right through this uh everyone knows that i'm a chase elliott fan and a strong strong joey logano hater he's got a decent looking girlfriend good for him Um, i'm assuming that's his girlfriend uh it looks like a late model of sorts 51 MA, Massachusetts, Old Yankee Fuel Company. Ooh, congrats. Good for that guy. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Woo. Congrats on your win, Tom Mackey. Awesome. From Good to see. West Gloucester. We love the Gloucester High School. We love when the, the fans of the BFP succeed. So congrats yes. on all your wins. Everyone's going to win all of the winnings. Uh, we kind and of you're passed. all overrated, so fuck off. Yeah. Yes. Same time. Yeah. Um, we kind of pass right through this. Joey Logano, Chase Elliott. Chase drove it in until he saw Moses, um, oh. and then some. And uh, then, uh, yeah, wrecked both of them. As a Chase Elliott fan, as someone who well, – so Joey and Chase have obviously already won this year. They're already locked into the playoffs. Not that they're racing for nothing. Obviously, Chase has never won at Bristol. I don't know if Joey has. I assume he's won in Xfinity Series or something or whatever. I love to see this. Like, even though I thought Chase was going to win the race – Chase wrecking Logano gets me oh, right cool. fucking stiff. Yeah. I, I mean, you do the same this, Dan, the the arm thing, the well, baby arm. That's it. Brought yeah, the penis. <laughs> uh, my thing is that if this turns into a Joey and Chase so, sort of rivalry, because Joey's a, a wicked fucking dumbass. He he kind of has got into it with like everyone in the field. If Joey goes out at Atlanta this week. Atlanta being Chase's home track, Chase being the most popular driver. If Joey goes out and wrecks Chase, oh, I'm going to have a <laughs> lot more friends on the Joey Logano hate train. That is going to be spectacular. But that's um, that's not that's not beneath Joey, I don't think. Because no, he, he no. was the first one to fucking say something when Kenseth did it to him at Martinsville. Right. But if he went and did it, it'd be okay somehow. Well, you know did. what I mean? It, 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 he did. Yeah. The, the pay, pay window's open. We're getting down to the end of the race. We're, you know, we're battling for the win. You wrecked him. Yeah. You still wrecked him. Which, to be fair, Chase wrecked, wrecked him. him. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. thousand percent drove it in way too fucking deep. Right. Uh, pulled his balls up on the dashboard, pulled a little too tight, wrecked them both. See, what, what Chase was trying to do is exactly what Noah did, just he didn't succeed. Right. Right. Um. But yeah, that was... 
I mean, they both essentially did the same exact thing. Right. Drove it in way too fucking deep. Didn't stick. Wham! And, yeah. But just Chase got sucked in with it. If you're all. a new NASCAR fan... Holy fuck. You're fucking right on board with the nine camp. I mean, two nines just sailing it into the corner with like a handful of laps to go. Um, you know, I, one last thing from the cup race. I have started to enjoy way more when Brad Kozlowski wins because he's, he's been handed. Oh, yeah. Two, he hasn't been like two races. He has, I mean, he, he led a couple laps at the beginning of the race Sunday, but and both, Jesus, both were he, Chase. He both just, Chase just handed him he a couple walked, trophies. He walked right into So going off of that, actually, yeah, he walked right into those wins. Uh, going off of that, there's been a lot of slander on the Twitters of Alan Gustafson. And, Doesn't um, make sense. No. Makes zero because, sense. Because, l- like, legitimately, this, is, this isn't the first time this has happened. This is just the first time this has happened to Chase, where if you're leading the race and, and there's three or four laps to go and you just came off like a, like a, I don't know, 40, 50 lap run or whatever. You're screwed. You're, if you don't go get tires, every single other car, more likely than not, is going to go get tires. There was only like, I think there was 13, 14, 15 cars on the lead lap at most. So, you know, if you don't go, there's a good chance the guys behind you do. No matter what you're gonna you do, get freight train. everybody else is going to do the exact opposite. Chase restarted like 8th or ninth, and in one lap, two laps, whatever, he drove up to 3rd. Like he, So if Chase had stayed out and Chase was the only one, because there was 5 or 6 of them that stayed out um, when Chase went to go pit. But if Chase was to stay out and only 2, 3 people came, he was going to lose the race. Like anyways, he probably wasn't even going to finish 2nd where he ended up finishing. Um, but there's been a lot of a lot of slander on, on social media because social media is the fucking worst. Almost every single day I go through my head like I need to delete social media, but I don't know how like I can do it on Twitter, but I don't know how I can delete my own Facebook page uh, while also keeping Facebook. in touch with the Black Flag podcast page because uh, like it's connected. Right. So I don't. Yeah. If I ever figure it out, maybe I, I won't be on the socials, but I don't know. I also like getting people upset, but it, it, Mark <laughs> Martin quoted some fella. Um, oh, about the, this. This being, was a being quote. Fifty-year-old guy. This know. was a quote of a quote. So someone tweeted something that was like obnoxious, w- obnoxious about Alan Gustafson, and someone quoted it and said, "Great car chief, race strategy should be handled by someone else." That ki- the kid that got quoted ended up deleting his tweet after Mark Martin brought way more light to his tweet. To be fair, I would do. Yeah, yeah, probably because <laughs> it was probably something absurd. But Mark Martin says. So how did he take a 50-year-old driver and win seven poles, five races, and run second in points to Jimmy Johnson if he's not that good? Explain that one to me, Alan Gustafson, goat. <laughs> so he's got a point. <laughs> Valid point. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's with those big shitbox COT cars, too. So, like, clearly he's not a dumb right. person. And then, and then this is – I like this one, obviously, being a Chase Elliott fan, but this is just some, some awareness. You know, Noah Gregson has none. Chase Elliott apparently has a good All amount of it. Of it. Uh, quotes Mark Martin and says, or some private schooled spoiled dumbass from North Georgia wins seven races in cup. Takes a special guy to make that happen, I promise. AG is the guy, trust me. Love to see it. Yeah. Love to see it because even if you're a Chase Elliott hater, you've probably been saying this you, you for respect a long that. time. You respect that right. tweet whether you love him or hate him because right. if you're the one shredding Chase Elliott since day one, he just basically did like an Eminem like eight mile type deal where it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I am. Yeah. What do you, what do you have to say? Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I love to see that um, we're bouncing all over the fucking place because I just pulled my notes out again. But uh, I loved seeing the Plan B sales car in Victory Lane. So I've been very vocal about this. I don't know. I've been 
apparently over vocal because I've got my do- my doy casts. Jesus <laughs> Christ, doy cast, doy. Uh, my die casts from Plan B Sales for a very very long time. Plan B Sales is um, obviously a die cast distributor. You can I can pre order them and yeah. you don't owe the money until Yikes. they come out. Um, and they actually say when you click on the pre order due date. October 2020. So I go, Chase Elliott's Hooters truck is fucking spectacular. So I went and I pre-ordered that. It says due date, September 2020. Sold. Do Chase Elliott's Bounty Wind truck, the iRacing one. Says <laughs> due date, October 2020. Sold. Noah Gregson goes out and wins. Race version, autographed, pre-order. Due date, October 2020. Means you don't pay until then. So I'm telling the whole world. I'm telling Charlie, <laughs> telling telling Maddie. Wrong. Apparently for them, I don't know if you have to like have an account or something because no idea. I have an account, like a very extensive account. Um but yeah, they they really pride themselves on pre-ordering diecasts and not owing the money until the diecast actually ships to you. So right. it's actually And they good... take all of your information off off the bat. Oh, too. right. Yeah. Right. Um, it, great website. I love them because I, I told this story before on here, but I bought a Sam Bass um, when, when Trump paid me for doing what I normally do. I bought a Sam Bass painting um, of the Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch, Darlington finish. It was um, an original something or other. It's $200. I was like, all right, you know, whatever. Uh, I got this money for free. I didn't do anything to earn it. Sold. So I just bought it, whatever. The day, day or two later goes by and, and uh, they post a sale. It's basically 50% off all Sam Bass items. And I'm like, well, fuck me into next Tuesday. I just bought one for $200. I could have got it for 100 and spent $200 to get another one. So I comment on their Facebook page. Nothing malicious. It was just like when you buy... Something where if I were plan B, I would have told you to go fuck your head. Oh, right. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, that's exactly what you said when I said it the first time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going going over it again because I do love myself a plan B sales. Um but yeah, I commented on, on Facebook just like when you buy your Sam Bass item under 24 hours ago and then a sale pops up or something like that. And it was the Michael Scott like fucking cringing gif. Um, and the guy that owns Plan B Sales messaged me, said, email me. I'll give you a coupon for half off, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. So he emails me. I email him back and forth. And he's just like, what do you, what do you want, another Sam Bass item? And I was like, sure. And he's like, we'll find another one for $200 and I'll just give it to you. He's like, just put in your Jesus. put in your information, pay for it, and then I'll refund you. Like, I won't take the money out of your account. Like, I'll just basically refund you immediately. I was like, all right, cool. So I did it at work. Never got charged for it. Showed up in the mail. I don't even fucking remember which one I got, to be honest with you. Um, when I when I eventually... I don't even think I actually opened the box after I got it. I just picked it because it was free. Uh, but yeah, great, great company. I love seeing them in Victory Lane. They were a little upset. Um, that the Chase Elliott, Kyle Busch truck thing was happening just because they sponsored Brett Moffitt and they've sponsored a lot of trucks this year. They sponsor a lot of the Nice guys um, who have done not good at all. Uh, they sponsor Brett Moffitt, who's really the guy in trucks uh, more often than not. And Brett Moffitt was probably going to win. Him and Zane Smith were going to have a hell of a battle if uh, Chase and Kyle ended up wrecking or doing whatever or weren't in the race. So they were a little upset that they didn't get a win with Brett Moffitt because he was the fastest guy not in cup. Um, and, and then Noah, go, Noah goes out there and gets them gets them a win. Great company, uh, love to see it. So I think that wraps up. No free ads. Bristol, though. yeah, no free ads. Um, <laughs> but it's not free because they gave me a hundred dollars basically. Uh, yeah, my uh, weapon. I'm gonna go r- right already. Back, right back. It's to, Wednesday. Well, 
no my my I have a my weapon from Bristol going back to Bristol real quick because uh you know that's what we do we just fucking bounce around like a bouncy yeah. ball uh Joey Logano when he gets out of his car and says that all he wanted was an apology and just a man up when was the last time you saw Joey Logano get out of the car and man up and apologize zero times ever like, like not even once <laughs> no <laughs> I and he'll go out and like blatantly like make a mess like and, like, like don't get me wrong. Like as a Chase Elliott fan, I don't like seeing Chase get out and be like, ah, you know, maybe I had a tire going down. Ah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you just drove it in really deep. Like, and, and I think everybody saw it on the on the camera. Like the camera has like the replay somehow somewhere. So when he was talking about it, he said, ah, I think I had a tire going down. And then he saw the replay and he's like, ah, oh, no, I think I just drove it in too deep. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you did like don't <laughs> don't even try to pull the tire bullshit but that's like what joey logano would do when he gets out of his car he's just like oh good hard racing you know coming down to the end of the race you know we're, we're all battling for wins like you, you know you don't get remembered for finishing second but then someone does it to joey and he's like oh you know coward move can't believe you wouldn't just get out and apologize it's like shut the fuck up dude. especially like, when he was sitting there like waiting for him to come over yeah and then he put his glasses on and we're all joking like i hope they fog up yeah <laughs> i hope yeah. they fog up so bad with that stupid fucking mask on right um yeah for sure uh had this in my notes apparently uh one of the goats alan beswick had the covids and uh, uh-huh. recovered from it oh that so he's got, not that, dead no that got that got lost in the uh, the shuffle of the riots and such uh they're trying to bring fans back to uh, either homestead or talladega that's this month um good to see so that gives me a little bit of hope of, for uh for loudon uh august 2nd now um gives me way more hope for bristol september whatever when i'm wherever i'm supposed to go to that so i'm really hoping that um that ends up being a thing i don't know what their plan was this came out from adam stern and something or other on twitter uh and i believe he said that even they might just start at even like a couple hundred fans so that's like yikes yeah big yikes <laughs> like i would i would almost rather you just just don't have anybody don't yeah, yeah. right uh but i i am part of the nascar fan uh, council so we had some ah. survey questions yeah, it's a exclusive club <laughs> we, all, we, we all got jackets yeah um <laughs> so they had they basically sent out this questionnaire and it was uh you know as nascar starts to get back into the swing with fans what are the most what are your top three most important things on uh for the race weekend experience let's just say that they had race day and race weekend i believe they had a a list of probably 10 or 15 things you're supposed to uh, click three of them that are the most important and then the next uh slide or whatever three that are the least important to you And, and i remembered just a handful of them so I have a couple of them written down. One of them was tracking, uh, track camping, camping at the track, whether it's infield or or outside the track, um, tailgating in the parking lots, uh, pre-race entertainment, ability to bring your own food or drink into the actual race, shuttles being available, post-race entertainment, just off the race weekend. You have a couple more you you think that you could probably add to that if you were to just uh, really big thing that I would add to that that isn't there that I see is like, like there was um, for sure more but I just forgot because they don't let you go back. In my biggest see. thing would be like merchandise trailers and things like that. That's on the race day. Experience. Oh okay yeah. yeah. Um, I would say race weekend experience. If I had to pick three, I have to tailgate. Right. That I have was, to. So. But does that not kind of go in tow with at camping? No. No, no, because it's it's separate. So I think what they were trying to get at, and and like, like people that show up day of, yeah, and like and like I just said, this is only six, 
six uh, specific things where they probably had 10 or 12 and I just don't remember the other ones because these are these were the ones that I really really like felt strongly about like um, the at track camping little different than the parking lots because if you go on like a Friday or Saturday people are camping but there's no one really in the parking lots like there's a handful of people but I think they're talking about like packing the parking lots full of sardines you got fucking easy ups you got grills you got cornhole football baseball you know you're just fucking sitting there in your own cesspool just breathing each other's COVID but that's the one (laughs) that's the one thing I think that makes a race weekend great though is that when you Say you're at, we'll take Loudon for example, just because we've done it, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing about New England, but I don't really give a fuck. But um, say you're at Loudon and you're in the camping lot, you know, the part of being on a race day weekend, even at a local short track level, is you make friends with complete strangers. Oh yeah, that's the greatest experience of any anything really, and it doesn't even have to be racing. It could be a football game. It could be anything. Say you end up just parking next to these people, and you know, or camping next to these people, what have you. All of a sudden, I guarantee you, after three, four, five days at camp, and if you're there, all you're gonna know each other. All right, you're gonna know something about these people. Yeah. You might even become friends. Maybe your lifelong, you know, camping buddies at the racetrack from now on. But it's that's part of the experience of going to the races. I think is the whole camping experience where you go up and down the different lots, and you know, it's always what do we always say? Hey, let's go on tour. Yeah, that's what it is. You, you grab it. a beer and you got to go on tour. You got to. The, so I'm not really doing this justice. I I know that there's only. Uh, six things on here right now but uh my three right off the top at track camping tailgating allowed in the parking lots and the ability to bring your own food and drink in so that's big because beers at the racetrack 10 11 bucks a piece who's getting drunk off 10 dollar beers without going to get a mortgage before the weekend starts i mean that's tough the only thing that i might swap for the food and drink is the pre-race entertainment it's the only thing uh, just because the only a, a lot of times you go to a race and you, you know they have like the driver intros or they have like a concert or something going on or they have like the fan zone thing going on and it's somewhere in the parking lot. I that's one thing I wouldn't hate if I had to pick one to to swap out. That's this all. this I believe is talking specifically about like in the fan zone. If you the, if you paid seven thousand dollars to go on the infield type deal, yeah, yeah. or like the trackside live. Uh, stage has like the fucking rustic overtones playing for 10 minutes or whatever <laughs> yeah. at like 7:33 in the morning yeah what i guess i could probably do without that yeah so so that's the race weekend experience and again i didn't get even close to the amount of things on there i got basically all that i really cared about i would i would scrap the pro the pre-race entertainment because i'm going to be in the parking lot tailgating just you can basically get rid of that um shuttles available that's pretty big but I could do without it if I need to. Depends on where you're at. Yeah. Uh, post-race entertainment, you can get rid of that as a whole. Um, race day experience. This is this is the big one where I kind of remembered most of the things that were on there because I was basically shit-faced when I filled this out. Um, fan zone, concessions, merchandise haulers, live anthem, flyover, pre-race concert, Oof. pit and garage passes, access to driver intros, live invocation. Jeez. Three of them. That's a tough one. So just looking at it, you have to have the merch haulers. Absolutely. Have to have it. Absolutely. That's number one. That's how a lot of these people make money. That's how a lot of the drivers make their money. I'm not going to a racetrack without buying at least a shirt, a hat, die cast, what have you. So yeah. merchandise haulers, number one. Uh, have to have an anthem. Hat that you're, It's America. That's really my only answer to that. You just have to. Now, the third one, because I already kind of boned out two of them. Uh, 
fuck. You can do without concessions if you can bring your own food in. Yeah. So you don't need Absolutely. that. Flyover is neat, not necessary. Pre-race concert, doesn't matter. Pit and garage passes, uh, they're like $7 billion usually anyway to get it. Never really had that experience at a cup race or a NASCAR race in general. Eh, we were supposed to at Martinsville, but fuck yeah, us. Yeah, fuck us. Um, Access to driver intros, that doesn't matter invocation i mean it's part of the experience for me i guess i don't i'm not super religious but i always thought that it's cool that nascar has adopted that into their you know pre-race ceremonies type deal if i had to pick one it's going to be between flyover and pit garage passes i think uh for the third uh the flyover is always wicked neat it's something that you talk about you know even now like i, I went to kentucky once for uh the i think it was a nationwide race and they had a, a stealth bomber come in from instead of going like from turn four to turn one the long ways they came in from the back stretch like at the grandstands and i was pretty sure that if i had stood up like on my tippy toes i was touching that goddamn plane and i still remember <laughs> that to this day and that was a fucking moment for sure but uh pick garage passes is whatever because you can't really always see the drive i'm gonna go with flyover all right so i'm glad that we had a little bit different here so for me race day experience not the same without getting drunk and going and getting free shit at the fan zone absolutely that's that's number probably number two behind the merchandise haulers because number one is getting shit face and being like that noah gregson t-shirt for 39 dollars, <laughs> fucking sold gotta have it absolutely gotta buy that one or gotta have that one go, go I, buy some shit that you don't need Get- i still have a hooters chase elliott hooters hat and like super like monogrammed like like whole thing is a like fucking screen print yeah chase elliott shirt don't know why i have it don't know why i bought it but i have it and i because of that same exact moment pretty positive i was there when you got it um yeah i i you you just have to have it had to have it uh and and the best thing is is that when you get about 12 to 13 beers in you and then you walk by the clint boyer display and they have a clint boyer t-shirt right out there for five bucks you're like fucking need it (laughs) i need it and then you come home and you don't have any room in your dresser and you're like you know i didn't I didn't need it. It also it also has the 2017 schedule on it. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, I guess we're stuck with it now. Uh, one thing that I did really like about the fanatics uh, tents back when they had that actually nah, was I didn't they care for that. They uh, it was it was weird, but I didn't hate it because they had uh, one little section that was all clearance items. That's cool. So. When I went to Darlington, I was a broke college kid. I mean, like, fucking broke. Like, I went down there for with $1,000, and I was supposed to be down there for a year. Um, and spoiler alert. That doesn't last you a year. Two weeks in, I had gone to Darlington and then Richmond. So I knew within those two weeks, that $1,000, right out the window. Gonzo. <laughs> I mean, bills aren't getting paid now because I went to Darlington and Richmond. Which so is okay. I, I went to Darlington and the t-shirts and all, all the new stuff was, I don't know, 30, 35 bucks. So then I went into... So you were res- responsible and you went to the clearance rack. I went to the clearance rack and they had all of the... <laughs> they had all the same exact stuff. It, it was still the Bojangles Southern 500. Just in small print down below each of the t-shirts. It said September 7th, 2015... And guess who went in 2016 and got those shirts for five bucks? I'm going to guess you. Ah, sold. <laughs> sold. I was able to eat ramen the whole next week at college. It was awesome. So those are my two things. Merchandise haulers, not the Fanatics tent, but that was cool at the time. Um, and then my third one, ooh, I mean, Jesus, it's, it's, a, t- it's a toss-up because uh, I could, I mean, I could really live without pretty much all of those i'm gonna go um 
You know, I will go with concessions, even though I already had the but, bring your own food and drink in. No, because listen, you're not bringing a fucking you know hamburger into the racetrack. You're bringing like Doritos and shit. You're not gonna right. live off that. You, you got to settle down the belly full of liquor with the fucking I don't know whatever Texas Motor Speedway's uh, so, signature burger is for forty three dollars from the concession stand. So Come on. quick sidetrack: What's the best concession food you've ever had? Uh. Ever. Let's go, Ever. Let's go back for about 10 seconds. The uh, the Texas Motor Speedway. I don't know. So that Loudon has, so since they're the whole big, what is it, the motorsports? Oh, Speedway, yeah. Burton's motorsport. Beth. Yeah, that one. Um, they have that one little fucking thing right in the middle of the main grandstand that has, you know, food from concession stands at other racetracks, basically. It's Texas and fucking whatever and whoever and wherever. And it's, you know, the Texas Double, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. That burger, it's not even called that for sure. Like, I promise you, it has some catchy name, but I haven't been allowed in <laughs> over a year or close to a year. That burger is fucking delicious. Nothing hits home when you're 17 beers in and you're, you're, <laughs> you're going in. Gross, and, dry cheese You're burger. going in and out of consciousness. Then that fucking Texas burger or whatever the fuck it is, when it's 933 degrees, and you you just walk down there with a blank check, and they're like, "It's five hundred dollars," and you're like, "Take it all." Like, <laughs> I'll take two, please. I've had I've lived off Doritos for the last two nights. I need something with some substance, so uh, that's probably the best concession thing right off the top of my head. Just because more often than not, I'm fucking starving. I'm deprived. Beer doesn't settle your hunger, I guess, uh, unless you you do it right. But yeah, I mean. You concession so so best concession food I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, It's a toss up between two different things. Uh, There's a place called Waynesfield Motorsports Park in Lima, Ohio. It's like literally a 15 minute drive from Lima Lima Motorsports Park. So there's literally two racetracks, kind of within the same town. So it was kind of cool being out there. But they have what's called a walking taco. Okay, so it's a bag of Doritos. It's like a little snack size bag of Doritos. They take some taco meat, some lettuce, some cheese, and some. Right, sour cream. Dump it right in the bag. Hand you the bag with a fork, and it's like four dollars. Holy fuck! It's it's when in you're talking you're twelve beers deep. That's you have to have like six of them. It's yeah. fantastic. Second thing, I would be yelled at if I didn't bring this up. Eldora cheese balls. So they're literally like deep fried little like cheese ball something, and they're fucking fantastic. You cannot go to Eldora without getting the cheese balls. Uh, otherwise, you're just doing it wrong. And also, if you have enough, you don't shit for about two days. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah it's worth your time. You got to have Literally. like 100 of them, though. Also, Eldora, you can buy a 30 rack on the front stretch. Love it. Yeah. Love it's like $100, but you can get it. Uh, so this one hits close to home. Main Indoor Karting, uh, they announced this about two weeks ago that we never fucking brought this up. Main Indoor Karting is going to close. Uh, so that sucks. Thanks, Janet. Yeah. Fucking cunt. Stupid cunt. Uh yeah, that's like the last piece of my childhood, I feel like. That's yeah, just 2003 they opened. Gonzo. Uh, yeah, so I went to, I used to be big into Victory Lane way more than, I probably went to Victory Lane, I don't know, 15 more times than I did Main Indoor Karting, and Victory Lane closed a whole lot longer ago. Fun fact, um, I was the logo of Victory Lane Indoor Karting. You did good, kid. That was a thing. You did good. So, RIP Main Indoor Karting. Um, what are you talking about the fans thing? Yeah, so we're going to White Mountain this weekend. White um, Mountain Motorsports Park. I will be serving as the uh, Director of Media Relations for Regan Parent Racing. And I will be Vice President of the Left Front Window Washer. Rivet. Yeah. Head. Nut. Yes. Yes. 
all of it. Uh, <laughs> no fans allowed in attendance. We're not fans. We're crew, we're crew members this week. Um, I'll be running the socials. Probably not. But um, I'll be watching intently. Yes. Yes. Managing, if you will. Yeah. T-shirts will be in uh, Friday. Either tomorrow or Friday. I think I'm going to go pick them up tomorrow. So I'll start shipping those out within the next couple of days. Beginning of next week, probably at the latest. Uh, and you have a weapon? Do you have any weapons, gear grinds? Because I have another weapon. Who, who's your other one? So my other weapon is actually a, a uh, it's a wide range of folk. Um, the people who are shooting others during riots while protesting another man's death. So what happened to that George Floyd fella? is absurd and corrupt cops should be held accountable accountable. which they have been basically don't kill someone that's innocent um when you use a a counterfeit twenty dollar bill i don't think you deserve to be you have your neck you know kneeled on i think it was a bad check allegedly a bad check that wasn't even a bad check same thing something like that same exact whatever don't kill people that are innocent um but why are we going out and just shooting people in protest like black people are shooting other black people in protest of this man it's like what what are you doing what are you doing pal white people are shooting white people too right it's all foolish yeah it doesn't make sense no it doesn't it's just i don't know um yeah the the rioters that doesn't make any sense just yeah the whole thing the whole thing i think has turned into uh something that is a just cause that maybe we need to hear about Maybe we need to listen to somebody. This is not the correct way to do it, in my opinion. I don't think that going and smashing windows out of local businesses, even if it's Target, I don't really care. That's not telling me that we need to change something. Yeah, burning You're basically a, just proving the wrong point. Burning a homeless man's garbage. like his That's not garbage to him, no. but to us it's garbage. Yeah. But why are you burning his shit? Like, that's his <laughs> What shit. did he do? Right. He did yeah. literally nothing. And also... I, also, I do have a weapon. All of these people that are quote unquote peacefully protesting in the middle of the goddamn highway or the street and then are mad when they get hit by a car. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> that my, doesn't even make sense to me. My favorite video going around the interwebs right now is some fella in a in a red Dodge truck and there's two women. I think he's hauling like a horse trailer or something and, and there's two women that have their feet down like they're in the strongest man competition and they're fucking trying to like back the truck up with their legs, which they can't because they're women. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> because you can't fucking do it when it's on the gas. Um, so this thing's already driving through the protesters and these two women are fucking right there. Like, you know, we're we're stopping this right now. You know, you are not going any further. Well, the spoiler alert went further. Uh, ran over one of them. One of them smartly ducked out of the way. The other one got fucking ran over, and then the whole crowd's like, Oh my god, why would he do that? So you're in Rip, the middle of the road. You're I, literally in the middle of feel the road. No, I, I feel <laughs> literally no sorrow. Like, I don't, everyone is freaking out because this lady got hit by a car while standing in the middle of the road. There are two women that are in the middle of the road, the rest of the people on the side where the guy has a path. Guess what? If you're in the fucking road, you're going to get hit. Love it. Preventing people from going to work that had absolutely nothing to do with this, that probably agree with you in the first place, accomplishes nothing. 
Correct. Makes zero sense. Get the fuck out of the road. Unless your friend... Nobody would... cares that you have something to say. We no. Again, we probably agree with what you're saying. People dying for no reason. That's bad. We can all agree murder is a bad thing. That is not okay to do. Yes. We agree on that, right? Right. You don't need to stand in the middle of the fucking highway for me to agree with that. Right. You can do a peaceful protest. That is, that's the thing. People have done that for years. You're going to get your point across, I promise. But you can do it on the fucking sidewalk so I can go to work. Unless you're in front of the program, Taylor, you're not fucking moving that truck. I'm telling no, you. Taylor could move the truck, oh, though, absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so that goes right into my gear grinds. People that were posting the uh, picture of the snipers on the roof of the Hampton Inn in Portland yesterday during the protests, they're posting the picture, zoomed in on the sniper, and they're like, oh my God, people, they have, they have snipers pointed at the peaceful protesters. It's like, they're fucking there in case you stop being peaceful, you stupid <laughs> cunt. What do you not understand? Yeah. It's the same exact thing. Did with, he shoot anybody? No. Th- you must have been peaceful then. Yeah. Right? See, like, my, my favorite part with that, too, though, is that if anything happens to that person that's complaining about it, oh, who are they calling? Right. <laughs> who are they calling? <laughs> that's the they thing. They probably want the sniper out there if they sh- say she gets mugged that's the thing. by anybody. Why are we who, bringing in the National Guard? Oh, probably just in case shit hits the fan. Wicked. Because I don't know if you uh, have paid attention, but if you go from peaceful to rioting, guess who's going to get called anyways? Probably the National Guard yeah. when you start burning down your whole fucking city. And fun fact, this isn't the first time this has happened. No. The LA riots in California were in 1992. Guess who showed up? The National Guard. And also, the United States Marine Corps. Sold. Send them all in. Uh, okay. Uh, what about, didn't something happen last year, year before? Some big deal? Well, uh, no, this is this is my favorite thing, is that the people, these people, like, whatever side of the aisle you're on, whatever is most convenient people put on blinders to what they believe just to to you know so trump sends the national guard to minneapolis because i don't know if you paid attention to the news they burned down half the fucking city uh yeah national guard should probably go was it minneapolis or was it world war z both okay um and then the thing that they don't understand is their guy obama also sent the national guard to ferguson when one of those fellas got killed Freddie Gray was one of them, either Baltimore, I think it was Bar- Baltimore was, was him, but he also sent the National Guard to Baltimore. So they're like, oh my God, they're sending the military after our own civilians. Yeah, uh, yeah this happens literally every time that there's a riot. <laughs> like, what do you, it's kind of you, what they're there for. Why do you only pay attention to what fits your narrative? Doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, that's just, I mean, that that's really, that's really all I got. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Just stop. I just want to so, go racing. Just stop being hypocrites. Yeah. Stop being cunts. Right. Nobody likes a cunt. Speaking of racing, um, Nashville Super Speedway added to the schedule next year at the expense <sighs> of Dover. A uh, lot of race car folk on the Twitters that actually do the brops. Not happy with this. Um, Chase Elliott was like one snoozer is going to put a nail in the coffin of Nashville Fairgrounds because the, the fans, they're going to Nashville to try to get fans involved and revenue to the actual city, blah, 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 all the shit. Well, I went back and I watched some highlights last night at work. Because uh, I didn't necessarily remember vividly Nashville. Nashville's kind of a cool track, but not, it's nothing great. Not very like a memorable facility. So I, I went and I watched highlights of one of the races, and it looks just like modern-day Texas without the banking. Because like there was only one lane. Like So so Corey LaJoy gets on Twitter last night and says, better attach that extra-wide uh, PJ1 nozzle. Yeah, yeah you're going to have to do that because... like. When I the the highlights that I watched, if you got stuck on the outside, junk, not gonna work. 
not going to work. That's the same thing with Texas. I mean, with well, Texas, people just spin out. The but. thing, the thing with Nashville though is that yeah, uh, it's owned by Dover, which also is a completely concrete track. Nashville, it's one point three miles, I think. It's not even a mile and a half, but the whole thing is completely concrete. Now, the the nature of concrete is it's very it's very hard. That it doesn't really take rubber; it just kind of sits on top. So once you start laying stuff down, there's only really one place to go because naturally concrete is very slippery as opposed to an abrasive uh, asphalt or hot top or whatever you want to call it. So obviously, when you build this entire racetrack out of concrete, there's only going to be really one lane. Even at Dover, where do they go? You can run the top at Dover, but the usually they're right around yeah the they bottom. usually don't but, but they're can. usually following each other no matter where they're at. yeah i've seen it happen it's just it but the, the thing is with for me the, the biggest thing is i would be fine with going to nashville i'm not really fine with going to nashville at the expense of dover because there's seven or eight racetracks that i'd be completely fine with you getting get taking a race from i mean let's go right off the top Vegas. Get rid of one Vegas. Whatever. Get rid of get, one Vegas. Get rid of one Michigan. One Michigan. Get one rid of Pocono, one Atlanta. One or, Kansas. Yeah. Basically, any mile and a half or bigger or smaller than or bigger than a mile, less than two miles, go once if you have to go. Right. That's it. Now there are places out there in the country right now. Um, you have Iowa. Needs a date. They should go there. You've got. I mean, you had the Nashville Speedway. This was a this was like a ten million dollar facility that has just been sitting dormant for ten years. That why has that not even been utilized? What, what you know what I mean? Uh, they should have been going there the whole time. They shouldn't be going twice, but they should go there maybe once. I'm okay with I'm that. Right, yeah. But they should go to places like the fairgrounds. They should go to places like Winchester. They should go to places like uh, I don't even fucking know. Like why aren't they going to more places in Florida like a like a a five flags or something like that bring cup cars all over the place because then you're truly demonstrating what these guys can do with these race cars why are we scrapping one race from texas one race from vegas one race from kansas scrap indy as a whole fucking scrap one michigan scrap pocono i mean do do like keep why don't get rid of dover like dover yeah. is unique dover is one of these fucking badass racetracks the the thing uh dover's actual twitter page got on the socials today because someone said like i'm fine with losing a dover blah 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 whatever the racing hasn't been good there since 2016 well dover quoted that and said what's the difference between uh right now and 2016 oh probably that nascar fucked the whole package up and, and made the racing terrible kyle larson led 600 laps last year green flag fucking no cautions even though we're stage racing and fucking led like led the whole entire thing snooze fest probably the worst race of all of last year i mean kyle larson won so that's cool but that was terrible like the only thing that you had was the stage breaks and then Kyle Larson would jump right back out front. It was a bad race. I mean, it was not, it was not spectacular by any means, but that's why one bad race because NASCAR fucked the package up. Well, we're going to a different package this year. I'm sure the racing at Dover is going to be great, Yeah. but it's a, it's a double header. Now I wish they would just do a double header next year, but it seems like they're just going to lose their whole uh, late summer date, whatever. Uh, I won't lose too much sleep over it, but it's probably the neatest racetrack in this I mean, it's not even in this general area, but it's the closest one other than Watkins Glen that's cool, I guess. Yeah. So um, that does that does suck a little bit. I, I just think that NASCAR, they have the... I think they've proven that they have the idea or they've, they've received the message. We need to go to different places. I think that they've made that pretty clear. And I, I think that they're trying to change that moving forward. I think the execution of it by going just to Nashville, uh, Super Speedway, over a mile, which is what everybody's been asking to not be going to instead of Dover, which is actually a pretty decent race. I think the execution is terrible. Right. The idea is there. 
they have the little nucleus that they need to expand on that, to go to different places, have new races, create more of a novelty when you go places. But going to Nashville Super Speedway, I don't think is the best answer. I don't think it's the worst. I just don't think it's the best. So we'll get right into the Atlanta picks as we wrap up this uh, Wednesday episode of the Black Flag Podcast. Um, Atlanta is going to be a cool race. They don't have obviously they don't have qualifying again. There's no practice. Um, listening to Dale Jr. yesterday, I've been very vocal that Atlanta is probably my favorite mile and a half. If you were to keep one of them, I'd want it to be Atlanta. Old surface, tire wear, stuff like that. Dale Dale was saying that with no rubber on the racetrack, no practice, no nothing. I mean, these guys are going to be fucking hanging on at the end of the first run. Like the tires are going to be junk. Um, so I'm excited to see it. I've been excited to see it for a while. It looks like it's going to rain on, on Saturday, unfortunately, for all the beach ridgers. Um, hopefully it doesn't. Hopefully you can go out and practice. But if not, I mean, what a day to just sit on your fucking couch and do nothing. I, think, I believe you got the trucks at 130, 1-130. You got the Xfinity Series right after. And then, so help me, Jesus Christ, you got the Indy cars at Texas. Ooh. I mean, nothing gets me more stiff uh, Indy car racing than, than at Texas. Nothing because, gets me more stiff than Indy cars at a circle track where they yes, belong. Right. Where they belong. Badass. Yeah. I mean, I watched like seven hours of highlights yesterday from Indy cars at Texas. Um, so you got to tune into that one. Eight o'clock Saturday night. You're doing nothing. There's no local racing. Everything will be done. Um, and, and then rent the pay-per-view for White Mountain. I mean, rent the pay-per-view for Claremont. Dude, just support the local racetrack from the comfort of your couch. $25 is how much you and another family member, another friend, anyone would be paying to get into the racetrack anyways. Right. So get four or five people together. Have a watch party. And, all pitching six bucks. And, and if we weren't... Uh dumb enough to fuck up last episode where Andy Austin was on, he would have, you would have heard him saying that basically this is a short-term game. So we need you to watch these races online. We need you to watch these races so that you can support your local racetracks while we literally cannot go to the racetrack. You know, we, we we're the king of loop Kings of loopholes. So that's why we're going to the racetrack. But for those that can't, those that aren't literally just pay the 20 fucking dollars that you would have paid to get in the pits anyway. And you're saving on gas money regardless and food and drink your own beer. Sit back, watch the race, and don't bitch about it being $25. Everybody's sick of it. You're a fucking stupid cunt if that's what you're saying the whole time. Um, but if anybody needs any information on how to get these pay-per-views, get a hold of Dan Collins or what is it? Nor- uh, any Racing News. Any Racing News.com or Any Racing News on Facebook. Dan Collins, he's got all the info you need. Um, like you said, Claremont, White Mountain Motorsports Park, all sorts of stuff going on this weekend. We'll be at White Mountain on Sunday. Um Congrats to Kevin Harvick on your win in Atlanta this week. But that being said, while we can utilize this right now to support our tracks, that doesn't mean it's a permanent thing. Once we can open back up, come back to the track, bring your friends, bring your family, spend your money there so that these places don't disappear. But in the meantime, this is our option. Pay the 20 fucking dollars. Don't be a dickhead and just watch the race from your couch. Congrats to Kevin Harvick on your win in Atlanta. That's what I was going to pick, too. So congrats I'm to Brad with... Kozlowski on your win in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, anyone that drives a Ford, congrats on your win in Atlanta. I, I don't know. Hendrick's doing pretty good. Chase, is, Chase was fast. He fucked it up, gave it to Brad. I don't think Brad and Joey have been super spectacular. I think that via strategy and just being at the right place at the right time has put them in the positions. I don't think they've been dominant by any means. I think it's Hendrick. I think it's going to be a combination between maybe Chase or Jimmy because Jimmy has that talent to just kind of manhandle a car on a, on a loose racetrack, which Atlanta for sure is going to be all day with no practice. Going to be fun. Tune in. That was episode 67.5. Or 67.2.0. One, one of the two. Yeah. Version 2.0. Could be. You get it. All right. Uh, but thanks for listening. I'm Charlie at C Sanborn III. 
That was Brad, Brad Saucer at BSauce96. Together, we are at Black Flag Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check that out for stuff coming up with t-shirts, hats, all sorts of stuff. And uh, keep a, keep an eye out for tendy tallies from White Mountain Motorsports Park on Sunday.